Hey guys, uh, brand new announcement. Super excited. I just launched my Patreon where I will, uh, that, that'll be my host for personal one-on-one mentoring. Uh, the link will be in the description. It's also patreon.com slash humans are divine, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, and I really encourage you to sign up. You know, really what you're paying for is for direct access and a relationship and an actual friendship with me. Uh, You know, listen, I don't claim to be enlightened, but I have definitely had uh, many uh, big, small, gradual, instant enlightenment awakening experiences that totally have transformed me. You know, is that arrogant to say? Well, I don't think so. I mean, you, you go to a restaurant and you want a delicious meal and you want the chef to be confident that he has the goods, right? So, you know. Yes, I have had these experiences. I, ha- I do have actual results in my own life. Uh, and on top of that, I've, I've, I've done the study, I've done the research. And, you know, I know that what I've experienced is something that comes down from Buddha himself, comes down from Jesus himself and, 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 and Buddhist monks and Christian mystics and etc. You know, it's not just, you know, me that, that's been through this. It, it, it is. And that's great that, you know, for you to connect with me because someone who's actually been through all of these things and gotten free from so much of our human dysfunction. But also, again, like I, I, I know that what I've, what I've practiced has come down from from ancient sources, so it's not about me, it, you know. Uh, it, it, you know, you, you get both. You get me, but you also get, you know, uh, someone who's who's knowledgeable about, you know, the real traditions, the Buddhist tradition, the Christian mystic tradition, Taoism, and things like that. So, again, you know, sign up. If you have any questions, if you want to talk to me, have a free conversation to see if you would even like me or want to work with me, go ahead and do that. But for the price of two copies a week, you know, you 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 get direct access to me and, and so much so, so much more things. So many more things, free classes and stuff like that. So um, I encourage you, why wait? What what are you waiting for? You can live an enlightening, enlightened, awakened life now. And uh, the choice is yours. Okay, thank you. If you enjoy the show and you want to partner with us and give us some money to keep the thing going, you can go ahead and do so at paypal.me forward slash humans are divine. That's paypal.me forward slash humans are divine. And thank you for your support. Hey everyone. I just want to make a correction. My guest, his name is Grace Lion Hunter. I think I say Grace Lionheart. It gets fixed in the episode. But also, we have a track of his playing after the episode called Inherit. So make sure you check out that song after the episode. Thanks. Humans are divine. What's going on? I'm excited. We have our first international guest all the way from South Australia. Uh, I'm talking to my new buddy, Grace Lionhunter. That's one word, Lionhunter. Uh, and he is the South Australian Minister of the Arts at the Wise Serpent Group. He's a spiritual artist, magician, and sonic therapist who explores the, quote, art of rebirth. So we'll have to talk about that. And the power of spirituality through music, art, and wisdom. So I love that because he's incorporating spirituality into humanity and, and, and into culture. So, uh, Grace, how you doing, man? Yeah, very good. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for that. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I love what you're doing. And so you're going to have to explain to me in the audience, what is the art of rebirth? The art of rebirth is uh, my version, of my take on the, uh, 
the hero's journey, the dark night of the soul. I call it the beauty of transformation of, you know, going from a caterpillar to a butterfly. It's that transformational process. The art of rebirth is the beauty of transformation. And we're all going through a cycle of that. Um, and I believe we'll continue to, to do that um, for infinity uh, and beyond, you know. Um, so that's, that's the art of rebirth. It's my take on the dark night of the soul or the, uh, the beauty of transformation. Once we know it's happening, we can actually enjoy the process because we can see the signs as they pop up and kind of walk it out and get in sync with the, the way things are. So it becomes a, a great, uh, you, you yourself become a great art exhibition in a, in a way. Yeah, super cool. I, li I like what you said about, you know, the person becoming an exhibition of art because our, our very lives and persons are just so intricate, in intricate and beautiful. Uh, do you have any examples, maybe personal or just general to kind of bring this home, this whole art of rebirth, this transformation process? Uh, from Yeah, personally, it's, uh, it, it's been my experience and I, I think it's everyone's experience. Um, but for me personally, you know, I grew up uh, in a Christian home, so I had a certain mindset put on. Um, obviously, when you're zero to seven, you've got you, you don't have any say for what kind of words people um, place in your mind. So growing up, you have a certain mindset on and how you're interfacing with the world and certain influences and role models and patterns. So it was just a process of... Um, going through the art of rebirth, which uh, meant me learning through experience that, you know, I, I had a lot of uh, BS in my brain, a lot of belief systems built up over time that weren't really helpful. And I was seeing it from a wrong lens. I didn't throw out the, the words I was, um, I was given, but I explored them deeper and found that there was a, a an inner meaning to everything I was told. And it wasn't as literal or as, as uh, black and white as what I'd been uh, told growing up so I had to completely change my mindset and uh, I did that just through the gateway of, of personal and self-development and of course the heartbeat of that is spiritual development so that's how I got involved there. That is su super interesting I think a lot of people resonate with that can see themselves in your story you know for you it was you know Christianity but it, it doesn't matter it, it's, it's just our conditioning and we all come into the world like you said, no choice. You know, we, we were born into the family we're born with. We're born into the religion or lack thereof we're born with. We're born into the political party and economic class. You know, there's just this conditioning that we're given, the cards that, that are dealt, so to so to speak. And we have to uh, wrestle with that and, and work with that. And and that is a, co a cocoon, you can say. You know, I, I myself also was was born in the the, the Christian church, and uh, yeah, I, I like I like what you're saying. There, there's good, there's bad. We don't want, we don't want to throw out the good. We don't want to be these like snobby know-it-alls or anything like that. Not at all. We're all 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 of us are in this together. Uh, no matter what religion you identify with, no matter what whatever you are, and, and whatever you know, family or friends we grew up with, we're all in this together. No one's a bad guy, but we do all have our personal journey you, you called it the hero's journey uh and, and the, the, we all have our own path that we have to follow and of course these paths overlap with each other and interweave and and we we do certain parts of our past with other people and of course uh we, we don't do this alone but but there is this uniqueness that we all have 
And uh, so it sounds like that's what you're talking about, being in your own cocoon and not copying somebody else. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. it it's very personal um, because, I mean, no one has your point of view. Everyone's got a unique uh, fingerprint and a unique, like, ID, if you will. We're all the same. We're all similar, but we're, you know, we're of the same tree, if you will, but different leaves of the same tree or different trees of the same garden. So all, all coming from the same, you know, ground of being. So, yeah, it's personal, but, um, yeah, at the same time, there is overlap and we're all in this together. I mean, it's, it's the one big boat of, of the human race. And I think that's actually the message that Christ brought, which I think got lost somewhere in the church, um, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I, lo I love what you're saying. So, you know, you, you, you talk about us being an exhibition of art. So Grace Linehunter, what, what does your exhibition say about yourself? What's your, what's your personal, you know, what's your personal expression when people look at your life, look at what you're doing with, you know, with music, art, wisdom, you know, and again, this is a, it's a funny question to ask this person that because we're always growing, we're always changing, we're always using new language to express this one reality that, that we're experiencing together. But, but as of today, it's March 18th for me, I think March 19th for you. What is the exhibit of Grace Linehunter saying to the world today? Yeah, great. Um, well, today, as it stands, like I'm looking pretty futuristic and I'm trying to, well, I am leveraging the timeline to my advantage in, in my story. So I'm projecting out like a big, like major art, what artwork that I'm doing. So it, it to be honest, um, to answer your question, it's been one of the hardest things to kind of pinpoint, like, where do I actually hang the, like, because people need a box to put you around, even though you might not want to be out of the box. Uh, sorry, you might not want to be in the box. You're out of the box, but you kind of have to have some labels just so people have a reference point and some kind of way of, of interfacing with your content. So it's been the most difficult thing because I, I, I really am a shapeshifter. I think we all are. We kind of change and we evolve. And yeah, so I never wanted to be stuck in the box. And that's why I started my company, Wise Serpent. We officially launched um, late next year, 11-11-2022, kicking it off with um, the Wise Serpent Fest. But we're doing that um, really as a platform to be able to shapeshift. That is the art of rebirth. It is a shape-shifting kind of um, like uh, heartbeat of, of what we're doing. And so my expression really is a spiritual artist, one who I'm giving myself permission to kind of bend through music, art, or wisdom and, um, yeah, uh, produce channeled artistic content that throws the mind and feeds the spirit. So my, as an, you know, as an artist, I guess my job is to throw the mind and, and throw the mind into the wine and, and uh, get people out of their heads and into their hearts. Yeah, that's so good. You know, one of my favorite authors, Kurt Vonnegut, he said that art is education for the soul. And in my opinion, he's, he's talking about, you know, our, our truest, deepest, most human yet beyond wonderful self. There's something in us that some call the soul that is this, you know, Richard Rohr calls it an immortal diamond. It's just this, this beautiful reality, this beautiful presence and things like art that get us out of our logical, basic way of seeing things. Although those things are important for a practical level. But yeah, things like art, things like uh, 
music, which I would consider art, you know, are totally great ways of experiencing reality outside of, you know, our usual way of seeing things. Because our usual way of seeing things is like, it kind of like gets stale. It's like this filter that gets stale, like an old coffee filter. It's like, you got to get rid of the old coffee filter to get some fresh coffee. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let, let's, let's talk about this. So you, 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 you break down what you're doing, your expression in the world, music, art, wisdom, uh, which is, which is pretty cool. We, we normally have like, usually like a, like a meditation teacher or, or something like that. I think it's cool that we're branching out. Uh, even my next, my next guest is also a musician and artist. Uh, so I'm excited to go in this direction because again, my passion is to really connect the dots for people that spirituality is not separate from regular life and not just regular life, you know, get up, go to work, you know, go home, go to sleep or whatever, but like just the things that we enjoy, the culture that we enjoy. So I'm really curious. I did check out your band. I thought it was pretty cool. I checked out the album with the pyramid. Sorry if I forgot the name. Uh, and by the way, if, if you want, we'll make sure that we get one of your songs uh, on the end of end of the podcast here. Uh, but I, I did enjoy what I, what I was hearing. I heard some like Radiohead influence. I heard uh, I'm not good at like pinpointing these kind of things. I love music, but I always get stuck with with like who sounds like who. Um, but you want to talk about your music? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, I, I love music and been playing in bands since I was 12 years old. Um, and yeah, I just uh, always had a guitar lying around the place when I was younger. So I mean, r these days I'm, I'm not so focused on it, but I'm still songwriting. I find it's just part of who I am. So when I'm playing guitar, that there'll be something that I'm that my fingers are doing that my ears like and I'll, if that happens and if it feels right I'll press record on my phone so I've got a lot of song seeds and uh, like phone demos and I'm I want to put them together and use them in my content as well um, and yeah it's basically just pre-production at this stage that I'm working on but yeah that that album you're referring to was um, a project I I was in with my brother. He was playing the drums and we played in bands again since, I, you know, it was like a family band when I was a kid growing up. And we, we, we did go through the art of rebirth with that as well, changing the names, rebranding quite a few different times. Um, but yeah, that was Electric Jesus. And that was uh, the, the album called Desert Mouth. So we had a US producer um, come to Australia and we, we dumped a, a bit of money into it. But yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is. I, looking back, I, I don't really particularly like where that ended up, that like sonically and everything. But you know, it's part of the, part of growing and developing. And but you're right, Radiohead, one of my biggest influences for sure, along with uh, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, Muse, Matt Bellamy. Um, yeah, um, one of my favorite new artists is Serpent with Feet uh, and Moses, um, two really cool artists that are. Well, I think they're getting bigger and bigger now, to be honest. But um, yeah, just always on the lookout for like. Uh, well, actually, I'm not on the. Um, to be honest, I'm not on the lookout for, for anything new, uh, new projects. But they, when they when they're good, they kind of stand out and they have a have a way to finding you. So um, excited for that, and excited for Wise Serpent Records. I'll be giving away um, like basically all our all our music for free at WiseSerpentRecords.com. Um, and I've got like a golden key pass that I'm developing, which because I'm doing so much and music art wisdom so broad, kind of like packaging everything together in, in one golden key pass where you get to access like 
festivals and music art wisdom content uh, for free essentially. And you can go deeper, uh, deeper if you want to um, after that. But yeah, music, big part of my life. And we will be recording, like me and my band, The Dark Cloud of His Presence, we'll be recording a new album, um, our first album. And uh, we'll be doing that, uh, working on that next year. So um, yeah, it should be good. We might actually look to uh, have the pre-order ready to go at the same time we launch Y Serpent at 11-11-2022 um, 11, 11, at Y Serpent Fest. So yeah, we're good. Yeah, that'll be great. And, and I, I do want to talk about this Y Serpent Fest. I know we've got, you know, a little over a year, maybe like a year and a half till that happens. But I, I think it sounds cool. Uh, music and, and dark arts festival hosted at the Island of the Dead. It looks like you got this new uh, music project that'll be there. What's what's the vision for Y Serpent Fest? Get, get us get us excited. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, it's all unfolding before my eyes, really. And uh, yesterday I decided to go fully in and invest in, in going fully virtual. So although uh, anything you do virtually, you're going to have to like um, host it natively somewhere in some location to stream from, et cetera. So we will stream and host it at the Island of the Dead, which is South Australia's best kept secret. It's the actual uh, indigenous name for um, the indigenous name for Kangaroo Island. So it's, um, yeah, the Island of the Dead only just saw that that was the meaning of the island's name, uh, like in the last three days. But I've been thinking about it. I know it's it's late next year. We're in March 21. It's it's November 22 when, when it is. But um, I don't have a massive team by my side at this point. I'm, I'm just starting to build my team internally. And so I just know, like I've put on events in the past and just putting on one show has been quite a bit of a stretch. So I'm just thinking, putting on a festival is, is a bit ambitious. So going fully digital with it and just, um, you know, renting a, a property out over like a week's time uh, in Kangaroo Island, the Island of the Dead, uh, is going to be good, the perfect place to rebirth. We're going to have a, a fire ceremony as well um, attached to that. And that's going to be like a, yeah, kind of a transformational, like a purposeful um with, with good intention to to kind of use natural elements and use the fire to kind of as a, as a standing or as a stamp in the timeline of someone's life to go, you know, this is a new beginning for me. You know, like we'll burn stuff in the fire, et cetera. Like I've done this a couple of times, found it really healing. So I'm going to uh, put have that in alignment with, with the island itself, which actually got, you know, I don't know, one third or two thirds of it got burnt down the last three years, like with the fires in Australia. So... Uh, the Roaring Fire Ceremony will be happening. That's the Art of Rebirth ritual. Um, will be attached on the back end somewhere in the midst of Y Serpent Fest. And Y Serpent Fest is the first one that kicks, starts, and launches our, our brand. And uh, basically on a social media tour, uh, promoting it up until then. And, and so thank you so much for having us on Humans Art Divine, the very first uh, of many we hope uh, to be a part of. And, uh, yeah, 2022. 2025, 28, 31, 34, and 2037 will actually be opening up the gates of Osrael, which is a virtual city we're building, starting off as an online store, functioning as an online store. We're actually going to buy land, hopefully on that island or another island in Australia, and actually open up and actually build like my version of the Emerald City from Wizard of Oz. And it's just going to be like 
the festival is going to transform through the Art of Rebirth process over these years. Though we'll be doing it digitally, it will land in 2037 and you can get a golden key uh, pass to that at my site. So that's what we're working on at the moment. Really excited. We don't know what it's going to look like exactly, but we know it's going to be music, art, wisdom. We know it's going to evolve. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about that location and just the, yeah, the Island of the Dead. I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, you are a very uh, ambitious dreamer, but I love that. That's how things happen. That's how cool things happen. It's, you know, it starts out, you know, we're talking about birth or rebirth, but birth is part of rebirth. You know, it starts out as, as a vision, as, as some, something beautiful. And so, you know, I, I know we're, we're, we're early on in this process, but I, I think it's cool. I think, I think it's exciting and I can't wait to see what it looks like. And uh, I want, I want to talk about, you know, rebirth and, and, and I want to talk about how we, how do we experience rebirth? Is it something that's happening to us and we've got to get on board? Can we uh, jumpstart our own rebirth? What are practical things that we can do? What does it look like? I think people, I think this might be a word and a theme that people, it speaks to them. Like, yeah, I need a fresh start. I need something going on. I, a rebirth sounds pretty good to me, you know? Uh, so I, I, I want to talk about that and, and I'll let you take the lead and then I'll, I'll add my thoughts. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, rebirth is true, isn't it? Pressing the reset button. People do this at certain periods of their lives. I mean, traditionally, people do it at New Year's with New Year's uh, resolutions, like fresh starts. Um, I recently started um, gathering like at a, with a small group of, of people, just a small tribe of inner circle friends that were just gathering on the new moon. And again, this is a, a circular, um, something that cycles in the timeline that, that we can kind of attach, you know, meaning to and press the reset button. It gives them an excuse to do that. And every day, every night we go to sleep at night and, and we get lost in our dream and we, we press the reset button and, you know, we collect what is useful and, and move on. So it's happening all the time. We see it in nature and we're part of nature. We can't separate ourselves from nature. Um, and just like the great artist, life is painting and the canvas is always being, you know, like paint. You can keep on painting over the top and keep on changing it. It's an ever-changing thing, and, and yet it's the same thing. Um, so we're a multi-dimensional, um, at least we, we um, are functioning as, and, and uh, we are moving and, and breathing and, and, and being as a multi-dimensional being. Um, so we've got, we've got different, um, I guess, parts of ourselves that interlock and, and are witnessing different elements all at the same time. So rebirth, yes, I, I believe you can, you, with anything, you can make a decision. I, I believe in the, in, in that we, at least it appears like we've got some say in what's going on. You know, Jesus said to the man, pick up your mat and walk. He had to come from the inside out to make a decision and go, am I going to do something? So it's not just us on the receiving end. It's also us on the pushing end. So there's a push and pull kind of dance happening in reality. And we know this from experience. We can make choices and push ourselves, but also it's a balance of not, not having to do it all yourself because life is working on our behalf because we're part of life. We're much bigger. Our, our bodies are much bigger than just what we think they are. We're, we're part of an ecosystem, a world, the world's plural, really. Um, and, and we get to participate in this great creation, in this great, you know, maddening uh, love story, if you will. 
and you know it's romantic it's it's uh, scary it's it's a horror movie at times but also it's a it's an epic love story and i, I think um with rebirth for me what's changed my life is is just the director's commentary over this movie of life it's the director's commentary it's the word and the inner meaning that we're giving the natural world and the our circumstances and what's happening around us if you've got a bad like uh angle on it if you've got a bad perception on it it's just going to magnify it, like it's going to accelerate and magnify more and more of the same stuff and so our soul is like a mag massive magnifying glass that you can look and peer in to whatever you want and get the good stuff or you can kind of have a you know and put a positive spirit on it or a, or a negative spirit on it and so always uh, i've learned to use the word give myself permission to just find whatever's positive and I, I find that's that's being very um you know something that is positively charged actually brings more life and it allows more light in and it's just a better way of living from experience i mean it's just it just is so much better and so rebirthing really it's both the choice but it's it's i think it's happening in life stuff happens uh, to us or with us in life to help us overcome challenges in life and so life can be a mirror we will get paired up with people that would never hang out with sometimes in life in the workplace or at a church at a temple or you know through different scenarios because life wants us to grow and wants us to acknowledge that that you know we're life talking to life and so any blockages we have will have opportunities to overcome them and overcome the ego and actually you know rebirthing um in every breath it's happening all the time that's the beauty of of this transformation is that in a moment um whatever the eye sees the whole body can participate in because we're vibration yeah you you, you bring so many things to to my mind and you know speaking from a, a buddhist perspective which is is my primary you know uh pigeonhole even though i don't i don't really identify as anybody but myself but but I, I do live from that perspective as well. And, you know, there's this balance between, you know, like, like you said, we're, we're connected, you know, but you also said that we are, you know, we, we have a choice to play. And so in Buddhism, there's this balance between, you know, karma and what you decide to do. And, and so on one hand, you know, let's say that, you know, you start to realize all of the things wrong with you and we all have them, you're, you know, me too. And, and you know, I, I know you too, Grace, like we all have our flaws, we all have our shadows, we all have our issues. And and so as we work on them, you know, we're, we're gonna stumble, we're gonna fall, that's normal, that's life. Just like when a baby is learning to walk and stumbles and falls, nobody gets mad at the baby. You know, we, we understand, we have compassion, we understand what's going on. And in the same way, you know, we need to understand that because of all of the causes and conditions that made us who we are, on one hand, our mistakes were not 100% our faults. I'll, I'll get to the other hand. So, so don't, you know, don't, I'm not making excuses for, for people's behavior, but we have to have compassion on ourselves that we were born and conditioned in, in, in somewhat of a shitty situation. And that's okay. And, and, and then we need to, you know, love ourselves, forgive ourselves, accept ourselves, which will actually bring us healing and will actually bring us closer to the good that we want to be quicker. Right. But on the other hand, 
We do have we do have a volition. We do have a choice in the matter, and and it, it it's one of the many factors, and and so we can't be so hard on ourselves. But we do have a choice to you know uh, swim against a stream, to to bend back, and 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 even even if it's only moment by moment, bit by bit, we're doing what we can. And and I imagine you know you 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 talk about what we give to you know this thing called life, and I just imagine like like life like cooking with us and making a dish and it's like okay what ingredients do you want to put in the dish and we, we can put good ingredients we can put bad ingredients we can put bland and different ingredients and and the, and, and the ingredients are like you said how we see the world it's also how we interact with the world through what we say and what we do and and, and so we're contributing not only to our own lives and and what our own life will look like either one of of peace and joy and fulfillment or one of suffering but we're also you know, we're we're in one big pool, and so if I piss in the pool, it's going to affect everybody else. If you piss in the pool, you're going to affect me. We're connected, you know, and so it just you know what you're talking about just makes me think about you know our journeys that are intertwined and how we contribute to that, but also how they contributed to us. And yeah, it's very a very interesting topic. Yeah, yeah, I love that take on it. it. It's true. Pissing in the pool, it's a great great way of looking at it. Kind of, kind of brings us a, a sense of responsibility, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I think, you know, with responsibility, there's, it, it, you know, you, 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 there's nuance there. And so on one hand, yeah, we should like, you know, like handle our shit and realize like, oh, wow, like everything I do matters. Like maybe I shouldn't, you know, yell at people in, in traffic. Maybe maybe they're having a bad day and I'm making it worse. And maybe, you know, we, we, we all know about the the kick the dog syndrome, right? It's like the boss at work, you know, uh, takes out his anger on, on the employee and the employee takes it out on their, on their partner and their partner takes it on their, on their kid. And then the kid goes and kicks the dog like that. That's, that's what this interconnectedness is all about. But on the reverse end, I, I feel like I'm focused on the negative. What's the positive? You smile at somebody, they feel better, you know, and, and what, what's the chain reaction there, you know? And so it is personal responsibility, but we shouldn't, get so scared about it and like, oh man, I don't want to mess up because that, that also fear is a negative outlook that, that will produce bad karma. So that's not the answer either. So it, it is a conversation that needs to be talked about in detail so people don't take it the wrong way. But yeah, I totally agree. I think personal responsibility is something that we need to maybe talk about more, even in spiritual communities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're always pointing at, at this balance com within our conversations, right? It's, it's, it's the middle way. It's in context and it's in the moment that that you that you're led into. You you kind of know from your heart space what the right call is in the moment, what the right thing to say or your intention to say it in a certain way or how you act. And you know if you're really honest with yourself, if you reacted in a way that was negatively charged, and therefore that domino effect can happen. And but there's grace in that. There's it, it's good not to like what, what we're talking about is a balance between you know, having grace for yourself to just walk it out. Like you mentioned the, the baby, like growing up, I mean, you, you don't get angry at a baby for like being a baby. I mean, it, it's just, we, we got to grow up and we are where we are. And that one-year-old is mature for a one-year-old, you know, that wherever we're at, we might as well enjoy it. And it's good to keep that childlike kind of youthfulness um, growing up. I mean, that child mind is so important to keep um, connected to. But, um, yeah, taking up responsibility, there's a lot of freedom in that. I remember someone said to me, you know, with, with uh, great freedom comes great responsibility, and that did put a bit of a burden on me. But I, it wasn't her intention. But, uh, you know, I felt like my inner guide 
uh, say to me, you know, with great responsibility comes great freedom and kind of span it around. And I was like, oh, okay. And it's true. Whenever I feel like, feel like uh, having a pity party, it actually, it's okay. I mean, have a pity party, but it doesn't actually help. Um, and I feel much stronger when I, when I stand up and, and kind of walk it out and head and take things um, head on if there's challenges or what have you. But it is that balance we're talking about, um, that there is space and there's grace and there's love. And there's nothing really to do that you have to do, but there's lots of stuff that you get to do. And I think that's the distinction. You're free to, you're free not to. And this freedom can really give us a sense of inspiration. But if we feel like we're locked in a job or we're locked in a, a mindset, we need to just... Uh, you know, make sure we're looking after that other side of ourselves, which is about rest and about community, about connection, about, yeah, about, about uh, loving ourselves. Because sometimes we, we love our people around us and, uh, you know, we, we might even say we love God and we really do. We've got a pure heart towards the divine and, and religion or, or what have you. Or just we love, we love life, we love people around us. But we need to think about, you know, um, we don't like talking about being selfish, but you're part of life, like we're part of life. And how can we love our neighbor as ourselves if we don't love ourselves? So you being part of, of life, and Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life, and we are too. He wasn't someone that was, um, you know, coming as an anomaly. He was coming to reveal who we all were. And and that's what I, I believe has kind of gone missing in, in some of the mainstream Christianity, which is fine. I mean, uh, it's, it's like I'm not uh, being judgmental. I'm supportive of every movement that, it, that has good intention right but but yeah i just um i'm really uh yeah really fascinated with that balance and walking it out you know we've got a left foot and a right foot for a reason i believe we've got this kind of mirror thing going on within our within our own temple and we've got a left um hemisphere the right hemisphere the left cherubim and the right cherubim if you will um in in the heavens there and uh the throne room of our mind is uh is a powerful thing and and you know it's it's an amazing experience that we're having um and i'm just going on a massive rant about it <laughs> so i don't know if you make any sense of that no no rants are good i i i, I love i love uh, whether it's a podcast or a talk or whatever it's like you know somebody should always get something and we're and everyone everyone needs to hear something different so i, I think the rants are great but but yeah they should be cohesive and i i, th I think this one is and you know, it makes me think, you know, because we're, we're talking about this this whole idea of balance, what, what Buddha called the, the, the middle way. And like I'm, I'm having I'm having a revelation myself right now and I'm trying to put it into words, but it's so fresh. It's kind of like a hot potato. I'm like, oh, kind of like, oh, oh, you know, but what, what I think about is like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll use my example. So, you know, when I first learned about what what uh, Buddhism calls, you know, uh, interdependent, interdependent co-arising, or really just, you know, uh, what, what Thich Nhat Hanh calls interbeing, which is just the fact that we're all connected, right? So different traditions explain it differently, right? So Christianity talks about the body of Christ and how we're all, all of humanity is is one body, and and, and that that's that's the metaphor that that Saint Paul uses. And Buddhism talks about, you know, this idea uh, of, again, you know, I, I think Thich Nhat Hanh is brilliant in the fact that he just, he calls it interbeing, you know, to, to be is to interbe. There is no individual self. And so here's here's the cool thing is that me, for example, when I first heard and got this truth that like, oh my God, I am literally 
not alone. But you get it in a deep way. You, you get it in a way where it's like, wow, I totally get it. Everything that makes me me are things that are not me. A basic example is my mom plus my dad equals me. I am just them. In, 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 you know, and so when, when you really gr grasp this idea that I am not alone, you feel this like weight come off your shoulders. And so suddenly you do, like, like, like you said, it's not a have to, it's a get to. Now that you're more relaxed, there's, like you said, there's rest, there's grace, there's this rebirth. You know, now it's like, oh, it's like, I don't really feel like being mean to people. We're all connected. And, and before when I didn't know that and I thought I was all alone, well, no wonder I was so neurotic and narcissistic and what have you, because I thought I was alone. But now that I know that I'm connected, I just feel more relaxed. And yeah, I, I don't want to hurt people. It's just this natural outflow. The truth just naturally changes you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. That that is uh, that is just just the perfect way of putting it. It it is the 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 divine truth, knowing that revelation that we're connected and that deep cries after deep, and that we're one heart really of one a collective body, and we're all tapping into this hive mind. Um, we're tapping the same stream. We're tapping into the same source, and um, I think it's a beautiful heartbeat. And it's something that can be a real stumbling block, especially in religion because we like to think we're the chosen ones. I mean, that's just a common thing. Um, you know, uh, we're, and any culture is in danger of putting up walls and going, you know, my culture is better than your culture kind of thing. There, there's a thing There's a thing that's beautiful in taking pride about your uh, experience and your, you know, uh, common traits with your common people around you and your inner circle and maybe your, your recent history and your bloodlines, et cetera. But you, you've traced this back to the, to the origin. We're all one race. We're all bleeding the same. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful melting pot of, of you know, the variety that is the spice of life. You know, everyone having a unique uh, fingerprint, a unique ID. Um, no, one's, no one's quite like you, you know. And so, yeah, it is a beautiful thing to know that we're so different, yet we're all the same. And we're representing um, the same force. And like to go back to what you said about pissing in the pool. I mean, it's like this one big pool and it just, it just brings that level of connectiveness, which is really good. And even physically, we know there's humidity in the air. So it is like we're in this space pool right now. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good place to be. Um, it really is. So I'm excited for, you know, um, yeah, after, after getting, I guess past that whole like wall of individual individuality, but not not forsaking it altogether. Because like we said, it's a balance. Um, you have a life inside of life, but uh, stewarding that life um, and you know walking it out, it's just it's just so broad. And then it's unlimited. The the potential is unlimited because you don't have those walls up, and so you can collaborate with anyone. You can help anyone. Um, from any culture and you, you love them just the same because it's only one big culture. Um, though there's many parts, it's like, uh, Joseph's Technicolor dream coat. We're all part of this collective consciousness. We're all so different, but it's the one, uh, body, uh, and it's a, the one expression, the one force. And it just sets us free. Like I said, I mean, the truth sets us free, right? That's, that's, um, another, you know, famous, you know, quote, from, from Christian literature, it's just, but it's it's the same in any anyone who's channeling from that same place is going to say 
very similar things and we see that across all the different cultures so it's it's exciting stuff to be honest it's um it's really exciting it lights me up yeah i'm i'm definitely enjoying seeing more and more people um like ourselves you know uh, wake up to this truth it really is amazing No, it totally is. And I think it's going to be this like trickle down effect. I hope it's going to be an exponential effect. I mean, who knows? Because there have been brilliant minds like the Buddha, like Jesus, like Meister Eckhart, like John of the Cross, like, you know, Milarepa, you know, Tibetan Buddhism. Like, you know, and, and, and so we think like, oh, these guys are brilliant and they get it. Like, okay, is this going to be where like everybody else gets it? And then it seems like not. So who knows? It might be a million years before we all get it. Maybe not. Who knows? But um, one thing that, I, that you made me think about that I kind of want to talk about, I haven't talked about it on the show, and I think it's a good lesson for everybody. And I kind of want to give practical examples. So uh, I'm going to ask you a question. And then uh, I'll answer first, I guess, because I'm talking. But but I think, you know, what prevents this connection and enjoying this connection, it really is just like fear of the unfamiliar. And, and you know, I, I, I think about, you know, so, for example, you know, uh, like Thomas Merton. Right. So, I'm, I'm, you know, if you, if you read his, his Asian journal. So, you know, before he passed away, he's traveling through India. He meets with the Dalai Lama. He meets with with all of these Rinpoches and Lamas. And, you know, he was a really he, he was a Zen guy. He was a, he was a Catholic monk who was really into Zen. And he kind of started to, like, alter his trip and his, his itinerary because he started meeting these like uh, Tibetan Lamas and Rinpoches. And they were into things like Dzogchen and, and Vajrayana. I totally said that wrong. That's okay. Uh, and and you read in his journals where he's like, man, like I thought that these these Tibetan guys were like, you know, uh, were I think he used the word like sinister, if not like devilish or something, because you know Tibetan Buddhism is very like uh, in your face with like you know like all of this art and beauty and, and just really these rituals and tantric stuff. But he said, but I feel so at home with them. And so he started to really like, you know, uh, be more interested in that and, and meet with more more of these kind of people. And, you know, and, and so me too, like that's actually why I started to get into Tibetan Buddhism because of because of those writings. And, and again, it's so funny how even when you're this like meditator, spiritual person, you know, we also have our baggage. We also have things that we're working out that, you know, uh, karma that we're purifying, you can say. And so I think about for me, and I want to hear your example, Grace, but I think about for me, it's like, wow, like, yeah, when I, you know, being born in this conservative Christian family where I'm told that everything that is not Christian is like wrong or evil, or you have to be careful. And so then when I look at something like Tibetan Buddhism with all of their deities and statues and stuff, I automatically assume the worst. And then when I read, study it for myself and think for myself and, and really read these guys and what they're saying, it's like, oh, like there's nothing wrong with this at all. And it's just so funny how we, we carry these, these, these lenses that, that really, you know, we, we say that familiarity breeds contempt, which is so totally true, but sometimes unfamiliarity breeds contempt. You know what I mean? Like, so do you have an example of that? And what are your thoughts on that? Um, some some examples of like I guess um, like judging because of a certain mindset and then overcoming that is that what you mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Because I I just feel like people when they hear I I love personal stories because people will will be emboldened and, and and inspired to do the same. You know what I mean? So I'm just curious. You know, I gave my example. I'm curious if you have a story like that or just even just your thoughts on on the topic. Yeah, sure. Um, well, like for me, I was I was pretty strict with my, like to give 
context, like in my mid twenties, I, I basically kind of pressed the reset button, right? And I went fully into self-development, but the heartbeat of that really was spiritual development. I felt led to pick up the Bible again and read it for myself. And I, I just found it was a totally different message as I read it for myself than what I'd been taught from the pulpit. So I, I started reading this this story about who we are and and what we're doing and how we're all connected, that Christ is in all the cultures, that it's, you know, this great mystery that's been revealed is Christ in everyone, which is which Christ represents the oil. The oil was always the best part of the plant. So it's like the best of us is in everyone. It's like not just one singular person or one singular belief system or one singular culture. Um, it's actually for everyone, and it's just the way things are. You know, Jesus tore the veil. So it's like we're so good at putting back up the veil and going, well, you need to do this protocol or this to be able to, to come into this place of, of un unity, but it's just the way things are. And these other things, these rituals are reminders of the fact and they they help, um, they help, you know, expand our, our consciousness into the reality that is. And it's um, so personally, like, I guess the outworking of me finding this new uh, perspective in the same words that I was told when I was a kid, seeing it from a new lens brought me freedom and it was actually good news rather than a bondage. Now, of course, for for years, I became quite religious because I didn't know anything else. So I went back to, you know, the way that I thought I should be. But then, you know, the Holy Spirit kept on leading me out and out and out of a system and more into life itself and more into connecting with other cultures. I would, I would always be brought to people from different cultures, you know, living with Hindus, living with um you know, I moved to Lakemba, which is like the, the unofficial state of Islam in Australia. I moved to Balaclava, which is the unofficial Jewish cult, uh, culture uh, the city um, or region in, in Australia as well. So I just didn't plan that. It just happened because when you're walking in life, stuff will happen and life will put you in a situation which will just help you grow. And I just found that that's my personal experience. But what really, like I, I want to share this um, this dream which really, I think, is pretty relevant with um, with with this podcast. Humans are divine. I mean, this um, experience I had, kind of, it didn't break down my barriers, but because they were already broken down. But it really drove home the point for me. And uh, to cut a long story short, I don't want to make a big, um, you know, story out of this. But it was basically an out of out of body experience that I had. And it was the most beautiful liquid love that was pouring over me. And it was the same liquid love I felt um, years prior when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Seven times this, this wind came into my room and it just felt amazing. Love, joy, peace, all the fruit. And the person of the best of me, the best of you, the source of who we are, being baptized, my soul being baptized, being aware of that in my senses. And, and so that, that was a feeling I knew, but I longed for it it later on and so i had this experience outside of my body where it was as dense as this it wasn't just a liquid dream or a lucid dream it was uh, it was more more dense more uh dense than this this earth kind of environment so it was very very dense and i was in this pool and the liquid love was there in the water and there was a man to my right but i see him as an angel because i, I just can't say <laughs> can't say that we're not angels and that we're not angelic because of that love uh, that we carry, you know, and and so this man is dressed up in a robe, and he's he's an Eastern man, and he looks just like a you know a Tibetan monk, 
And, uh, you know, I started doubting because I was, I was being bathed by this guy, herbs and spices all around this pool. And uh, I started doubting like Peter doubting when he was walking on water. Because I'm thinking in my head, oh, shit, where the fuck? Like, I'm here. It's beautiful. I'm having a great time. And I start focusing on myself. And I start thinking like different religious ideas. Like, oh, if I made it here and this is heaven, what if I, you know, how easy? Because it wasn't because of my special meditations that I was led there. It was just the right time for, for that region of my soul to be revealed to me. So as I was there, I started doubting. I started thinking, it was so easy to get here. What if, what if I'm sent to hell right now to, you know, I start having these crazy thoughts and I'm naked. I'm feeling self-conscious. I mean, he can't see through the water or whatever. He's not looking at me anyway in that way. It was a beautiful heavenly experience, but here I am with the ego looking at me, me, me and ruining a heavenly experience. So, um, you know, even in the midst of heaven, we can create confusion and hell and doubt. And so I started, my, my feet started sinking in the water. And, and I couldn't find a foundation. I kept on doubting. And I said, oh, here we go. We're going to drop down to another dimension. Here we go. <laughs> like, and then all of a sudden, this man, this, this, this person who looks like this Tibetan monk, puts my feet on the rock. He, he put my feet on the rock and he said, keep your feet on the rock. And that was it. And I zapped back into my body. So this happened in the night season. So many of my experiences, I don't go into open visions like when I'm walking around the place. I'm very grounded. To me, this is an open vision. You know, the earth is like you, to your point, your, your message about humans are divine spirituality being here and now and, and natural, natural, uh, supernatural, natural spirituality. Like Jesus said, the kingdom's at hand, you know, so it's here and now. Um, so this, this taught me to not doubt for one, but also it drove home the point that, you know, in my most heavenly, like, um, beautiful encounter in this different dimension. There's, there's a man, and I was brought up in religion like yourself, like in a Christian home where I would, I was taught that those people, you know, those people, they're not, they need to come and repent, and they need to join and become a Christian. So for me, that just that judgment automatically kind of, it stops you from having unconditional love in the first place because you've got conditions on them already. And so, you know, it's just, it's just not the. It's not the mind of Christ. It's it's a religious um, belief system that actually uses truth to divide rather than using truth, like the depth of truth to really um, connect. So it really drove home the, the fact that, yeah, I'm, <laughs> the source doesn't lie and, and the fruit doesn't lie. And it felt real, really good. And, and it confirmed that the, you know, this Eastern, you know, um, Monk, like you know, it's not it's not about your religion. And Emmanuel Swedenborg talks a lot about this. It's about you know we're all connected to the same body, and you know different religions and everything. We all have the same heartbeat. We're all start part of the same body. So to me, that was like you know having a mindset of me being an insider and other people, other religious cultures or atheists or whatever, being on the outside. I mean, it totally flipped for me. It totally flipped for me. And that, that experience, that encounter really drove home the point. And I'll, I'll never forget that. So, yeah, that, uh, that I, I just am still, you know, always think about that. And, and I'm excited for the future as well, because it just means there's no cap. You know, it's unlimited. Um, the collaborations and, and the unity we can have on planet heaven here. We can, we can like, we can change things. We can make things really good. I mean, we, we don't know the domino effect. Like you said, it might take a million years, but when you're in, you're in. 
Like when, when you're in, you're in. It's like if you're in that state of mind, if you're in that consciousness and that vibration, you, you can't, it, it's like it's too late. You've passed, you passed the tipping point. You've passed the point of no return. So, and it's not really about our works. It's, a, it's just about getting in alignment. It's about accepting um, the truth that sets us free, you know, really meditating on it, really doing whatever it takes to kind of convince ourselves to get past the tipping point into that unconditional love and that mindset of, of no separation and, and no self. And in the no self, we find ourselves. It's just really an amazing journey. But but anyway, I hope that didn't take up too much uh, of the time here that we have. But yeah, that that that's answer your point. Really drove home the the um, diversity. I think the, the diversity and the love that is going through all cultures. Yeah, no, that, that, thank you for sharing that personal experience. I mean, I, I think it's a beautiful experience that you had. And, and it makes me think about a couple things. Uh, and I'll see which direction I go in. But number one, admit, like you said, like, even with a heavenly experience like that, you know, it was it was this ego. Uh, it was this this fearful thinking that was like, kind of like hampering the experience. And so it really just, to me, drives the point home the power of what goes on on the inside of us. And, and so it's like, you know, we, we want, you know, certain, you know, fulfillment and things in life, like big things, whether they be, you know, natural or quote supernatural or, or whatever, but it's like, we have to be able to like, be able to handle those things. And so it's like, yeah, you know, if, if, you, if, if, if you don't have your, a proper relationship with your ego or a proper relationship with that little person on the inside that, 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 that does the thinking and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you, if you, if you're uh, made, uh, you know, the king of a nation or given a billion dollars, who knows what might happen to you? You know, it's not just about the outside things that we experience. Our internal world is so important to how we enjoy our experiences or use our experiences, use our experiences to make ourselves suffer more and what have you. But I also thought about, so we can go in that direction. I'll let you pick. But I also was thinking about how, you know, you know, I know we're talking a lot about about, about Christianity and, and a different kind of Christianity, not not the one that we that, that most people think about, but this, you know, this Christianity that says that we are all one because we do all exist in in the Christ reality, in the universal Christ, in the cosmic Christ. All things consist in him. That's literally a scripture from the Bible. In him all things consist. And so I think about with Jesus. You know, at, at his time, the church was like, you know, the, the, the Jewish people and they were just so entitled and they were just so, you know, uh, exclusionary that it was just so offensive when he would like hang out with, you know, an outsider that wasn't a Jewish person and, and, and he would bless them and connect with them. And, the, and actually they were the ones that were able to connect with him more. It was the outsiders who were able to uh, enjoy what Jesus had to bring to the table more than the insiders, and and Jesus himself embraced the Samaritan and the and the and the Gentile, and and then you have Saint Paul, who is he wrote most of the New Testament, so he's really you know we can say that we can say he's under the lineage of Jesus, right? And we have him, and he he deals with the same thing. The Jewish the the the, the Jewish Christians who were the first Christians were still exclusionary they were still looking down on people you 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 brought up peter peter had trouble he, you know i'll just say it he was a racist he, you know the holy spirit literally told peter go to this this non-jewish house and like preach the, the the message to them and he he had trouble doing that which is so crazy to think about but anyway and so saint paul 
Again, he's like, no, I'm going to anybody and everybody. I'm going to the, quote, the Gentiles, the outsiders. And, and so we see in Jesus, we see in Paul, we see this embrace of diversity. You know, we see Paul going to a, a, a literal temple where they literally worshiped, a, 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 quote, the unknown God. It wasn't just like something he, he said or did. Like there was a literal religion to the unknown God. And he talked to them in their language. Oh, yeah, the unknown God. And he would bring up their, you know, uh, he, he brought up quotes from, from quote, pagan philosophers you know so we see in jesus and paul you know that this whole thing of, of of inclusion and and embracing one another and it's just so funny how we take the words that these guys said instead of following their example we take the words they said and we we misconstrue them and make them into this whole exclusionary religious thing 100 percent, yeah and um yeah I'm, I'm certainly guilty of that and and you know with good intentions as well which is the hardest thing right because these people that that spread this message, it is a it is kind of a good news, like there's salvation, but then there's like this this big like fear factor um, connected to it all, um, and it's it can be yeah unbalanced and that you don't see the same fruit perhaps in the in the mainstream churches you see in the in someone like Jesus and Paul in that inclusiveness. Um, so yeah, it's it can it, it's a dangerous thing because usually, like I would say, it's coming from really well-intentioned people. It's like it's just like a, a mindset that can bring you separation that you think you're doing the right thing. Like even Adolf Hitler was he was very influenced by Martin Luther. So, and and you know, he, talking about a racist, I mean, he was racist against the Jews. So we, it, it can work both ways, and it's just a mindset, and it can really rip to shreds using the same message you can use the same words and twist them around and not make new wine but make this old mucky you know the, the baptism waters got pretty pretty dirty and we had the dark ages and stuff like this so it's um there's a lot of there's a lot of um bad stuff that can happen in religion because man's ego can just twist things and use the same words for you know to self-promote and, and and kind of say we're in and you're out kind of thing and that was never the message we don't see the fruit of that at all. You know, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing to people like literally like nailing you to planks of wood, like forgive them. It's all good. Like don't even, don't even consider what they're doing wrong. Like it's, un, it's no conditions attached to this life. It's completely selfless. Like, and so it's, it's um the examples are there. And uh, the, the first thing you said about the, the inner, the inner self, like the, the voice inside of our heads, how, how that can, you know, um, affect us and how it doesn't matter what's happening around us. doesn't matter how, how good our happenings are, you know, joy, joy isn't depending on the happenings around us. It's not, it's not happiness or the happiness is found in joy. Joy is like transcendent of, of circumstance, good or bad. You can kind of find that sweet spot of, you know, even if you've got a broken leg or something, you find a way to make pain your friend. You'll find a way to find peace in, in a like a place where you know there's a storm raging you'll find peace right there's there's um, that ability and that potential in all of us to sleep during the storm and be you know at the center of the storm the eye of the needle the single eye Jesus said be when you when your eye is single the whole body's full of light so there's a place of seeing reality which is not merely observe um, observational but but creative and and that the inner voice um is really important because it can take us up or down and like any religious text one verse can you know if you meditate it in the wrong way it can take you to hell suffering or it can take you to heaven bliss and rest 
and peace. So it's it's important the way we see things, our percepts, perception and our, our director's commentary, our, our narrative, our word, our inner word, our inner dialogue and, and our relationship with the things and the people around us. So important. And I think we're always being challenged because it's in a moment by moment. It's a moment by moment thing. You know, it's a, and that's the power and that's the grace of life is that there's always a choice in the moment to change the way we think. And that's what repentance means. That's, that's, that's uh, turning to the penthouse, right? That's going to our highest place of, of thinking, um, which is coming from our core being uh, and, and love, you know, that unconditional love. And just, just aligning our mind with that space practically in the moment is, is a real key to, to stay in that flow of, of forgiving. You know, forgiveness is, is giving before. It's giving grace and the gift of mercy before. So you don't wait for someone to say sorry before you forgive them. It's Forgiveness is literally before anyone even, you know, drops the ball. So you can stay in that flow unconditionally. And I think it's just, a, I think it is a choice in the moment to kind of go, well, and looking into into our own lives and our own narrative and actually, you know, pondering, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the way I've been thinking over the years does, doesn't need to change. Does it, you know, because I think you can't go through the art of rebirth without looking and holding your own standards and your own thoughts and your own patterns up to the light and actually going, hey, maybe there's some truth about what those people said about me. Or maybe, you know, it's always about um, this balance of, of finding peace within the story and it's always got to end. If it doesn't end up like a like a happy story within your mind, I think you've missed it. And I think I think you should, yeah. I think you, you know by the the fruit of it. You know by um, the process of the art of rebirth. You know it's good because it takes you to that place of unconditional love, which um, you know for me going going through a strict uh, religious protocol in, in Christian mysticism, it was there was a season where it was like it, it was like Jesus with a whip in the temple. It was very it was all about truth, truth, truth. It was zeal without knowledge. Um, and so when the knowledge of the glory of our connectiveness starts unfolding, and it says of Jesus that he grew in wisdom and love and stature. So he, he grew up, you know, and he had to deal with his human flesh, if you will, that, that, that ego just as much as us. So you see him trading in the whip to be whipped himself later on when he matured in love. So I, I'm, that's the art of rebirth. We see it perfectly patterned out. In, in his life, in Buddha's life, and in all of our uh, all of our lives, we've got this calling, this high calling, and this deeper purpose that I think has been lost in the West somewhat and kind of um, thrown away. They try to throw the baby out with the bathwater about who we are and about this epic story of of um, spirituality and the power of and the transformational qualities um, and psychotherapies, if you will, and psychotechnologies, if you will of faith of religion of the story of um the, the power of spirituality in 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 real life and i think we've lost that a little bit and you know in australia it, youth suicide is the number one cause of death for young people and i really believe it's a connection issue it's an identification issue um and i lost someone very young to suicide and it's just hard when you don't know who you are and you don't know where you connect and you've been kind of, you know, pretty much um, destroyed from the outside in and you don't have that inner story of light. If you don't have that light and that hope, that flicker of hope, it's very hard. And, um, you know, I obviously I'm very um, 
I emphasize with I have a lot of empathy for for families and for people going through hard times you know it's I too went through a time where I said I hate my life you know there's there's a lot of um, challenges in life and we have to be brought to the end of ourselves but there is light at the end of the tunnel I got to say I got to encourage people that that are not sure if they're seeking out there or whatever if you come to the end of your rope just know the end of your rope is the start of the hope rope there's there's that rope that you think is just you know where is it there's hope just trust in hope and that hope will turn into faith and that faith will turn into a solid reality that light at the end of the tunnel if you keep looking at that you'll become the light it just it just is the case is the case of anyone who goes through the art of rebirth it's the case for me and i know i know it'd be the same for you jesse i know with we're working stuff out there's always more purification but that certainly there's a tipping point that happens where it becomes light and easy and you get connected again to your child brain, your child mind, and there's that easy flow. And, and that is, that is your destiny. That is, that is not reserved for just a spiritual person out there or that person, whatever somebody's already taken and laid hold of in their hands, you can have, like, you've got that right to, to walk out life and be confident because you are part of something absolutely amazing and you are absolutely amazing. No one has your fingerprint. No one has your unique uh, ingredients and, and the, re the perfect recipe for this moment in time. You've got something valuable to offer the world. But love yourself. I mean, you don't have to do anything. Just love yourself and you automatically produce good fruit. So I don't know if that's for someone listening at some point, but I just want to encourage people to, you know, to, to, lay, on, to lay hold of hope. And um, it, it will, you know, things will turn around if you're going through a dark place because I know it can be dark. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful. Uh, so much in there. And I, I think that, you know, thank you for doing that. That was, that was just, you know, there, there's, there's power in just the truth. Just like some, someone, someone just hearing the truth, like this is how it is. And, and so I just think that that's so great that, that, that you did that. And, and yes, you know, the ultimate reality is, is one way of looking at it is, is hope. And, and so when you, you know, I'll, I'll end it with this short story because we're, we're, we're almost out of time. Um, there was a story that I heard about this guy who just really dealt with like, just like existential, like dread and anxiety and, and help, hopelessness and helplessness. And, and so uh, a, a spiritual advisor gave him the advice, like, you know what, next time that happens, like, just let go, like, see, just, just give into it. And again, that, that, that could be taken different ways, but just hear the story and then we'll, we'll go from there. But, you know, and, and the guy, when, when, the, when that fear came on him, I think he pulled his car over, he threw his keys on the floor and, and he just kind of like gave into it and was just present with it. And he said that he felt like he was falling down this big, dark black hole. And I, I you know, he, he probably saw that in his mind's eye, but he definitely felt it very strongly. And then he said, I guess the guy was a Christian, but, you know, he said, what happened was when, when, when he was just present and held on, he, he looked to his right and, and he saw Jesus with him, you know, because that, 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 that was his, that, that, that he was a Christian. And so he saw Jesus and, and, and then he just totally felt okay. And he came out of that experience free from, from those things that he was experiencing. And, and that, is, that is our foundation. That is where we land. That is our reality. That is the air that we breathe. It, it, it is hope. It is goodness. It is life. And, and whether you feel it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you think it or not, just just hang in there. 
I mean, do certain things, reach out to people to, to help you with therapy and meditation and this and that. But but no matter what, sometimes you're, you're, you're just in the moment and you, you know, just hang in there, just hang in there and, and you're going to be OK. So I love that we're, we're ending it on, on that note. And um, I don't I don't I don't like to give the last words. So, so, Grace, thank you for being on the show. If there's anything else you want to say, any last words to our audience, we're, we're, we're going to get your links in the, in the info. So don't worry about that. We've got you covered. Um, but if there's any, anything you want to say, go for it, my friend. Yeah, um, I, I guess like I, I guess I said it said it there, like um, as far as like the, the message is, yeah, just remain in hope and, and love and faith and you're unique and and uh i really enjoyed this conversation this is the first of many podcasts i hope for the future and i really appreciate you having me on and inviting me on um jesse to humans are divine i i'd, I'd really encourage people to get behind um this this movement and um you know see where you can help perhaps or see you know what whatever um what kind of gateway you can get uh, to be involved with Humans Are Divine. It's a, it's a wonderful movement. I love the, the message of it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really cool to, to be on here. If people want to follow me, you can Google my name, Grace Linehunter, for more info about me. But like you said, there's links um, with the whole package that we're putting together. So that's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm excited, man. I'm, I, I'm excited about the art of rebirth. I'm excited about the beauty of transformation and just connecting to um, all parts of ourselves and um, yeah, just going with the flow. Uh, so yeah, uh, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been really cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was a great conversation. So uh, Grace, thank you for sharing yourself and your person and your wisdom and all of that. And uh, yeah, so uh, humans are divine. We're going to go ahead and call it. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next okay. time. Thank you.
Mom.